This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Your next success begins with University of Maryland Global Campus. With no application fee if you apply by August 31st, there's never been a better time to focus on your future. UMGC offers 100% online and hybrid courses, personalized advising, affordable tuition, and more than 125 degrees and certificate programs in numerous career-relevant fields. Put yourself on the path to succeed again. Apply by August 31st and pay no application fee. Learn more at umgc.edu slash podcast. Certified to operate by CHEV. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Today, you're joined by myself, Omer, with my regular co-host, Mickey. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Uh, yeah, it's uh, been an eventful weekend on, on all means, but yeah, all good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, probably a 1-1 draw. You think it's a ball draw on the weekend at home to Brentford, mate, but I think it was anything but that, to be honest. I was really pleased as much as everyone else was, to be honest, like the performance we put in against a side that, as always with Brentford, you expect to be at the top. Um, you know, I thought we played all right. We, we kind of, you know, showed our game and we proved that we can make some chances. And to be honest with you, mate, I felt we were unlucky not to get all three points out day. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, realistically, I don't think we'd have been either way. Would we? if, if we'd have lost that in the last minutes, I don't think we'd have been too disappointed. I think we, um, we held ourselves together. OK, Bradshaw should have really scored that sitter. But, 
you know what, I think we showed that we can hold it with the top team. Because if Brentford's not up there, I'll be absolutely shocked. Um, but Brentford should be, you know, promotion challenging team. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a hard fought game, well played, strategically and everything else. I think that was a you know it was a good game, but it's how we should be playing every week, and we haven't. And you've got to take it into into that fold as well. You know, realistically, we should be playing like that week in week out. Um, nice to see Jed seems to be firing on all cylinders. Um, back to how he was probably pre-lockdown, probably, what, January time, maybe February time uh, mm. when he was last playing like that. So, um, yeah, good to see. But, again, I won't get overexcited because, obviously, we've got another game next week before the international break. And uh, if he does it again then, then, then yeah, good. Yeah, well, we're on five points after three games. And if you told me that with, you know, Rotherham away, Derby, I mean, who was first game? Stoke at home. Brentford at home, albeit obviously home games you want us to normally win them. You know, I think with no fans, we've got to take into account obviously, and everyone has that situation. But we know how that impacts us. And if you said to me five points, only considering one goal in the league, and that is a through penalty, which obviously we gave away on Saturday after going one nil up. Obviously, you mentioned Jed's well worked goal, wasn't it? I think it was down the left hand side. Mason Bennett looked lively. We mentioned obviously how we want him to contribute a bit more. He showed he's, he's you know he's got a bit of rawness about him, but he put Janssen on toast. The player lost his boot, the defender. He skinned him and then put a nice ball into the box with Jed, who scored a header. I mean, if you said to me before the game, we, you said Cooper last week, one nil Cooper. I mean, I, I'm of that. It should have been a header, but one one nil up through Jed Wallace scoring a header. That was unexpected. Not to say as well. I mean, four minutes up as well, wasn't it? Four minutes, yeah. one nil, one nil up was. You know, it was a result what none of us wanted. Um, you know, I think it was the boost what everybody needed. Um, and I just think it gave us it gave us that that enough to just move forward a little bit more. But again, you know, the penalty I think was I think was a lazy penalty. I don't necessarily think it was a full on penalty, but you know, the way the game's gone nowadays, you only need to sneeze at a player and they go down, it's a penalty, so yeah, I mean, it was Hutchinson on Ivan Tony, who we mentioned before the game, obviously, joined from Peterborough for about 10 million quid to replace Watkins last season. Um, yeah, it was harsh. I thought so as well. I think Rowett said it after the game, you know, it's one of those things where the contact was there. Unfortunately for Hutchinson, he didn't really complain about it either. I think he kind of knew, no. albeit it wasn't necessarily a foul exactly. He he put himself in a scenario there where, you know, he would have contributed to that. And unfortunately, apparently it was given against him. Um, Tony sticks it in the bottom left corner, walks up to it and sticks it away. But unfortunately, he gets beaten to that. But, you know, it's one of those things, unfortunately. 1-1. One, one. Um, probably for the next 15, 20 minutes, mate, it was probably hold on to yourselves and try and whatever the storm, really. I thought they came at us, Brentford, in the, the, the last stages of the first half. Yeah, it was, it was like, let's get, you know, let's get and just hold on um, as best we can. Don't let them get another one because then it'll be all over. But, you know, I think we held on. I think we've done well. And I think the second half just was a proper toe-to-toe game. Um, you know, it, it was end-to-end football the whole game. It, it, it was good. There was a, you know, a few mishaps near enough. But, you know, we could have scored, what was that, 71st, 72nd minute, I think, we could have scored. Mm-hmm. Um, how the fuck Bradshaw missed that, I fucking do not know. Um, I think my dead grand could have got that in a, and made sure he, she would have scored from that. But um, yeah, there's questions starting to be raised over him now, isn't there? I mean, yeah, why, I mean, why him over Smith? 
I'm working on to that. So, like, obviously, I mentioned obviously the first half was we held on to get to half time, but second half, you're right, mate. It was a ding dong of a game, but we, I think we edged it. Honestly, I really did. Um, and we had a couple of good chances. Hutchinson as well in the second half could have gambled a bit more on the cross, or I think Cooper won a flick on, and Hutchinson could have maybe gambled and got on the end of it towards the end of the game. You mentioned Bradshaw. I mean, I've got some stats here, mate. He's only scored eight in 45 games last season for us, which, I mean, not terrible. I've seen strikers do a lot worse. But his last goal was on the 4th of January at home to Newport in the Cup. Now, we're in September now. Long, mate, for a striker. Do you know 100%. what I mean? Realistically, you know, you, know, I'm, I, you know, I'm a salesman. And if I hadn't brought a sales, if I hadn't brought in a, a sale in from fucking January... 4th of January, my boss would seriously be kicking my ass so I wouldn't be doing the job I'm doing anymore. So, you know, there's got to be questions there. What's going on? Whether or not it's confidence, you know, whatever it is, he needs to sort it out and actually start scoring. Because, let's be honest, he he could be better than eight goals in 45 easily. But, you know, if he can't score the goals, then we need someone there. We need someone who's capable of scoring 15, 20 goals a season. Yeah, Um, I mean... With him, sorry, it's coming. I think, you know, they came out London buses last year for him at one point. Obviously, Harris went, if people remember, and then he scored one at Luton, I think, the game that Harris went. He scored one against Leeds, scored one against Brentford in the away game, scored two against Cardiff in the 2-2 draw, which was Rowett's first game, like, in the dugout, so to speak, or I think watching from the stands. And then he's got a couple more. He got a good goal against Derby away, where he flicks over the defender and volleys it away from about 20 yards out. Um, and then in the New Year stage, he scored three, I think two and two again, sorry. And then that was it. He's gone quiet since. And the problem is with, with Bradshaw, like, he obviously isn't scoring the goals. And you're right, mate. Like, end of the day, when we play a striker up front, especially in a formation where there's not many attackers in the side, he's got to score goals and he's got to contribute. But I can't fault him for his work rate, mate. He, he works oh, his no, arse off. Not. He works his arse off up there. And I think absolutely. ultimately it falls onto him to score the goals. So, like, we're rightly questioning it because if he doesn't contribute to goals, you need to turn to other players. Thankfully, Wallace has got the last couple, but we're a side that we're trying to create more. We're trying to score more. And, you know, it was such a well-worked move where he had that chance on the weekend. I think it was Romeo down the right, or it might have been Jed's, you know, beat a couple of players, put the ball in the box, Bennett backflicks it to him. And like, you know, he should have buried it. He really should have. And I think, I like to think with him it will be a confidence thing and I hope if we persevere with him for a couple of games more he might score but then it begs the question why Matt Smith's on the bench and not getting used what do you reckon about that? Yeah I can't figure out unless unless Matt's got an injury or something or a little knock what just trying to get him match fit going into the you know going into the main straight of the season I don't know I mean I personally I can't see why he ain't playing you know 50, 60, 70 minutes and then bringing him off and putting fresh legs on or, or the other way round but you definitely need Matt Smith on, especially when we're doing set pieces and stuff, because he can find the net. I think it ultimately says what Brad, or what Matt Smith is to this club. And this is no discredit to him because, you know, I, I mentioned the stats for Bradshaw. Last season, Smith got 14, obviously six more than Bradshaw. Three of them obviously came one game against Nottingham Forest, which was the best away day I can remember for a long while, probably since that Leeds game where we won 4-3. Uh, but, you know, like, you're looking at it as he's probably the utility man where if you're chasing the game and say we was losing on the weekend 2-1 for example it wouldn't surprise me if we chuck Matt Smith up front you get Bradshaw next to him you get Bodvarton next to him you get Wallace next to him you throw players at it and go for it you aim for the big man and try and win flick-ons but it's clear on the route this season that's not how Rowett wants to play he wants to play out he wants to try and you know give teams a proper game especially a side like Brentford so unfortunately for Smith I just don't think he fits into what 
Wright wants going forward. And that's no discredit to Smith, like I said. But with a side, especially like Brentford, who like to keep the ball, you want someone like Bradshaw who's going to chase loose ends and try and put pressure on. And I thought on Saturday, the pressure we provided onto the Brentford central defenders, it came through Bradshaw, Smith and uh, Brad, Bradshaw, Bennett and Wallace. And with Smith up front, we don't have that pressing game. No, I agree. I, I, I agree fully. And I mean, look, you know, my criticism of of Bradshaw is the fact that he's not scoring goals. Mm. His work rate, you can't fault him because he's into everything. He, he's he's winning balls back. He's, he's, you know, going after everything. But, you know, he had a sitter on Saturday what, fuck me, Stevie Wonder could have scored and he didn't. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's the problem is that if he can't score sitters like that, then as a striker, we've got a problem. Um, you know, and, and it don't matter how hard you fucking work, you're just lucky, really, that we probably don't have the fans in the stadium at the moment. Because if we had the fans in the stadium with him not being able to score and missing sitters like that, you know and I know that the Boo Boys would be on his back by now. Yeah, that's true. And that's, that's part of football, unfortunately. It's the same with a lot of clubs, I like to think, as well. Ours especially. We are quite cutthroat about it. Um, but, like I said, even though we drew on the weekend, I reckon it'd be one of those performances where we clapped them off the pitch. Like That, that was value for money. Even the £10 you pay for iPhone, like we were talking about it last week and joking about, you know, how the statement about the IPTV stuff. But that was value for money on Saturday. And if I was a punter at the stadium, I'd have been, like, you know, delighted with that. And it's unfortunate we didn't get the win. We probably should have, like I said. Bradshaw probably could have settled it and been the hero. Unfortunately, he missed the chance. I think he might stay in the side next Saturday, mate. I mean, I don't know. I think... It was interesting we saying Smith didn't yeah, get on the pitch. Smith didn't get on. Instead, he brought Bordfarton, or maybe he might go for Bordfarton instead. Now, it was kind of a talking point on Twitter like on Saturday when you know he's got a goal scorer on the bench in Matt Smith, who's got 14 goals last season. He's got two in the Cup so far this season, obviously, in the two games he's played there. Why is he not bringing on Smith instead of Bordfarton? But, I mean, I think he's offered a chance to JDB. I'll, I'll shorten him down to that. John Daddy Bordfarton. I think, you know, he looked sharp on Wednesday night against Burnley. He's rewarded him with a chance from the bench on Saturday. And he does seem to be a, a bit different to the Budfast than we saw last season. If he gets an opportunity, I, I back him to do well. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think he is a different player to what we saw last season. I think he's more hungry. And and, uh, and I think a lot of that is the fact that he wants to keep getting national call-up, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you know, let's not forget that next season there is a World Cup. Um and he's got to sit there and obviously get himself involved. You've got a lot of the, the National League um, taking part this year as well. So there's going to be a good few games. You've got another international in a, in a week or so. So, you know, he's going to want to keep getting his place on the pitch and keep trying to, you know, have parts of the game so that his selectors are looking at him and hopefully picking him. Um, because as a footballer, you want to play for your country, didn't you? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean... You can, obviously, he seems to be doing well for Iceland whenever he gets the chance to play for him. I don't think he's got a great goal return, much like his spell here with us at the moment. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at the games and I'm thinking, Smith will get his opportunity. You're thinking of the likes of Wickham, Luton, Barnsley. There'll be sides that, you know, will not play pretty football in the eye that, you know, we can try and get up and at him, so to speak. And I think Smith will have his role to play. And I think that's what we need this season more than anything is a squad of players, you know, someone to, we've got three games in seven days going forward for a little while after the break as well. 
So there'll be more emphasis on the squads, you know, more emphasis for calling on different players and different types of games. So I'm not too worried just yet who Wright goes for. And ultimately, you know, Saturday's performance was enough to warrant, I think, an unchanged team next Saturday. We'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see on that side. I wanted to talk about Alex Pierce as well, mate. He, he was a man-man at the back on Saturday. And I, you know what? I thought, personally, that was probably his best game in the middle shirt. I do think it. Mate, if he'd have scored, fuck me. <laughs> I think, you know, he, he, I think his head would have exploded, mate, if he'd have scored then as well. You know, I mean, he is, uh, he is proper Millwall and he's turning into being a proper Millwall player. Even when you hear him speak, he sounds like, he sounds like he's a fan talking, you know, yeah. and, you know, he seems really passionate, really with it, really on it. And, and he talks a lot of sense. But then again, I think all the interviews now, when the players speak, they seem to be talking a lot of sense. And Gary Rowlett, Gary Rowlett even just, he just speaks common sense now. Do you know what I mean? It's just, you can't not really agree with what he says because he's telling you how it is. As yeah. in, there's no more hiding behind things. There's no more blowing smoke up people's asses. It's literally, if they're shit, he comes out and says, we weren't good enough today. You know, and, and it's, it's nice to actually watch these videos now. Um, especially the ones that like Max is doing, because he's quite knowledgeable as well, and um, and he sort of preempts a lot, you know, a lot of what they want to say, and and just leads them in, and they're um, yeah, they're not bad videos at the minute. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I could touch on that afterwards if you like, but yeah, I did think the, the interviews on after the game on Saturday, there was three of them with Wallace, Pierce, and the manager, obviously. Um, but yeah, with Pierce, like you know, he's obviously Rowett's man in the sense that he wants him to you know, run the dressing room, look after things. And you can see quite clearly, you know, what he epitomises and how he leads that team. And everyone inside respects him. So you can't ask for much more than that when it comes to your captain. I think sometimes I'm a bit critical of him where, you know, at the start of the season, we said we prefer to see maybe perhaps Murray Wallace in the back three because we played Palace in pre-season. And let's be honest, Pierce was at fault for the only goal of that game. And he got, you know, he got a bit of rinse in that sense because he's not the fastest player to turn when it comes to like up against pace. But... Saturday, there's a few goal-saving interceptions, a few goal-saving tackles and headers, you know, that for me were just top draw. And I think, like I said, I thought it was his best performance in the middle show. And, you know, hopefully that continues. And it's a side of things to come. When you say the interview, you know, they, they know, Pierce was mentioned in his interview that, you know, the creative spark's not there yet. But Saturday was a good step in the right direction to go and carry games out to teams, especially against Brentford. Oh, Brentford, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it was a game against another, you know, like Wickham or something, we played like that, then we would have probably sunk Wickham fucking five or six nil. But, you know, to be able to hold your own against Brentford, it's not a bad, you know, bad to have. I mean, look, you know, let's not, you know, like I said before, this is the, the type of play we should be playing week in, week out, regardless of the opposition. But, you know what, I'll take a draw. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I mean, Thomas Frank, the manager for Brentford, was very complimentary of us after the game as well. Not that it means much, honestly, but, you know, it's nice to He's hear a that. good manager, opp- though. Yeah, opposition managers praising us is not something we're used to for our style of play. I mean, especially under the Harris tenure, so to speak, and going back even further to Jacket and stuff like that. You don't often get an opposition manager praising a mill side for how they played. So, I mean, that can only be a good thing for us, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think also this opening championship so far is... Um, has been really, really strange. I mean, I saw something on Twitter the other day where someone said, yeah, look, the fans are being missed at home. You know, this week, all the home teams have lost. And then someone, someone printed, yeah, but last week, all the home teams fucking won. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that don't really work. I, I, look, 
I think as we go on, the teams are going to get used to playing more and more without crowds. But I think if it's a close match, I think if we were there on Saturday, we could have possibly just given Millwall that little bit more energy to possibly have uh, scored an extra goal. Um, but look, a point is better than zero. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, like you said before, five points out of three games, take that all day long. 100% mate. I mean, yeah, we're obviously missing the games, wishing we could be there. I mean, the downside that seems to be coming out from the club this week, which I haven't mentioned just yet, is obviously it looks like Troy Parrott will be out for a few weeks. Um, talking to the news that Denny is pessimistic. That was Gary Rowett. That was a line from there saying, you know, it's probably going to be a case of he's got a bad knock on his ankle. But looking at at least a couple of weeks, it's still swollen at the time of him speaking on Saturday. So not looking great, obviously. I mean, international break comes at a good time. Yeah, international break comes at a good time if it is a shortened injury. Um, but I wonder if that's going to encourage us to dip our toes back in the market and try and sign someone again. I mean, obviously we was linked with Kiefer Moore who ended up going back, uh, going to Wales, so to speak, and playing for Cardiff um, under Neil Harris. Remember that guy? Um, you know, I mean... Who's that? Who's yeah, that? you know that guy? Um, oh, Neil yeah, yeah, the fellow who's got that great big muriel as you walk into the camp. Yeah, he manages an opposition team in our league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we've got... We've got him standing outside our ground. That's purely for his playing efforts and merited for that reason, mate. Let's be honest. <laughs> Before so anyone, if anyone but... wants to come in, you know, if anyone wants to give us criticism for that comment, but yeah. Him, not me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, just, I wonder if it's a talking point. I mean, we saw last week a rumour from the Irish Independent who I don't really have any credibility towards them, so I can't say if they were on the money or not. Malumbi was rumoured to be coming back. Apparently, there's a deal struck in place there. Um, I don't know. Have you heard anything from your sources, Mickey? Is there anything you've seen? No, I mean, I've heard, you know, a couple that, you know, it's possibly going to happen, but it's not going to happen until, you know, the loan season don't shut till a week after the 5th of October anyway. So, there's still a couple of weeks in it. There's been so many rumours here and there. But, again, you see, the trouble is, another thing learnt when I was found on the board with, with different things that agents and Agents are fuckers. And, you know, these agents will put stories out in papers or, you know, the players will get stories out in papers to try and force the hand of people. And, you know, sometimes it works. I mean, I'm not going to mention the players on RM because it's obviously a bit disrespectful, but there's been players our side who've done it and basically been caught out where, you know, the club's basically said, go on in. If there's loads of clubs looking for you, fucking chip on, off you go. And then, of course... You know, towards the end of the transfer season, they come back cap in hand and the club's like, well, no, we're not really interested. You know, you said you had loads of people after you. Fucking off you go. So you've got to be a bit careful with it. But, you know, you speak to anyone. I mean, we got Neil on the show um, later this week. We're doing a, a special with a few people on there, aren't we? We're doing a, a debate show later this week. So Neil's on there. So as a journalist's point of view, maybe we'll ask him and see what he says. But I honestly believe that players will necessarily manipulate the media to their advantage all day long um, because it can get them that, you know, that extra percent, that extra few grand, whatever it is of a contract, if it, if it creates an interest. Um, so, yeah, look, it's not over yet. Fingers crossed. I don't think he's going to be at Brighton, but, you know, I'm hearing that there are other clubs looking at him. I've heard that QBR is looking at him. Um, you just hope really that He'd want to play and, you know, and I expect the Irish 
would like him to be playing with Parrot up front. You know, it, it on the field with Parrot, it obviously gives the Irish um, a good level of training all season. So when they play together internationally, they've been playing together all season. So um, fingers crossed. But yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, in the case of Malumbia, I think it's quite obvious. He was on the bench on Sunday or Saturday, whenever their game was against Man United. So, but he was he was on you sub. That was the first time I think he's made the bench in a Premier League appearance, so to speak. Um, it's obvious they think highly of him because they offered him a new contract before he came out on loan to us. Whether that means he's going to be, you know, playing every game this season, it's probably not. So, I think it will be a case of, like you said, down to the last date of the window and see whether we can get that deal over the line. I think we might try and go for another striker, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh-oh. I think that's it. I mean, it. who's... I mean, old, um, oh, who was it? They were talking about him on think I can't think of now. He was a striker, though, wasn't he? Old, um, oh, fucking hell. I can't think of his name now. He's gone. Oh, I'll come back to that one. But there was, um, a fellow who was on Sky Sports. Right. Who's, um, allegedly, I can't, Tom Hoddington, Hoddington? Isn't he a striker? Maybe, I don't know. And, um, and he's moaning that he ain't got a club and all that. I reckon he'd do us a fucking turn. Yeah. I mean, hard to say. I think uh, it's going to be one of those. It'll drag on and we'll probably find out when everyone else finds out. Who would you out. want? I don't know. I'd like Not to fucking see... fucking around here and fucking taking the piss out of me because I couldn't get the cunt's name right. Who do you want? That's Who would you thing. think would it's be the million ideal dollar question. It's a million-dollar question, mate. I mean, I'd like to see us try and go to the market and try and get another loanie from the Premier League. Club stockpile them. We're playing Swansea on the weekend. Last season, they had three or four players on loan. They had Ryan Brewster from Liverpool, Conor Gallagher. Yeah. This year, they've got exactly the same scenario, three or four more loan players. I'd like to see us just go out there and get a couple more just to kind of bring competition for places. You get Malumbi and Parrot, and then maybe yeah. get one more in there just to ruffle some feathers, even a defender, for we know, you know, to keep our players on our toes. We're lucky that the three at the back hold their own. Like, the start eleven itself, I feel like it's strong everywhere and around the pitch. Obviously, we've said that a few times now. But I'd like to see us yeah. maybe have the time a bit more quality. If you think Leonard in there, you know, he had a good game Saturday, Leonard. He seems to be a six out of ten at the minute. But it would be great to just put someone in there that, you know, could kind of rival him and, you know, outdo him quality-wise. Because Leonard's a good player, but, you know, he's he's offering something going forward a bit more. But, you know, you just want someone with a bit more, I don't know, Premier League training growing up, so to speak, and can just make a real difference. The, 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 the wage cap and everything else, what allegedly is coming into the championship and all that. I mean, realistically, we need a couple of these youngsters who are out there because there are some cracking youngsters in the Premiership who are just literally warming the bench, maybe playing in the under-23 cup games, but they're not doing a lot. Um, and realistically, I don't see why we can't have them and do something with them. But again, you know, it's same as everything. You know, it's not our decision to um, to get these players involved. It's, you know, Gary Rowlett knows what he's doing. And at some point, um, he'll do all right. I mean, I think he's done all right so far, don't you? Yeah, of course. He's, the players he signed have clearly helped us out and improved us as a club. Um Hopefully that continues and we'll have to wait and see. I mean, at least we don't have to give away handballs like the Premier League clubs seem to be doing at the minute with the VAR situation. Did you catch some of that? Know, fucking... I mean, come on, let's go back to old-fashioned rules, can we? You know, if the if you put your hand next to the ball, it's a fucking handball. If someone kicks the ball at your arm and you can't fucking move it, it's not handball. All of this checking VAR to see, you know, what side of the line the fucking fingertips are on and what way they're facing and 
and all this bollocks. It's just, mate, really? I'm so glad we ain't got all that bollocks. Yeah. Because there'd be fucking murders, mate. Especially if crowds are in there and a, you know, a decision goes as ridiculous as that. I mean, I could see our fans jumping on the pitch and fucking chinning the ref. <laughs> no, I mean, that's it. I mean, thankfully we don't have the VAR. I mean, what I don't like the most about it is the amount of time it takes if it's saying, if they feel it's contentious, you know, it takes four or five minutes to decide a penalty sometimes, mate. It's, I don't think, you know, you can't have that, surely. I don't see why it can't be done like they do in rugby. Do you know what I mean? Or cricket, you know, right, you've got some things off, we go, yeah, we're looking at it, done. You know, but only make it if there's an appeal, you know, like the managers should have a couple of appeals each mm-hmm. and they can go, no, 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 that's a definite penalty. All right, check it out. Same as they do tennis and, you know, uh, you know, with Hawkeye and they're doing cricket and they're doing in rugby. I think that should be where VAR is, not interfering in a live game because the idea of football is that, some days you'll get the decisions for you and some days you get the decisions against you. It's all part and parcel of the game of football, home and away, that, you know, it's those moments where you go, fuck me, that goal was well in, you know, and it weren't because they're the, they're the bits what create the talking points for, you know, for history, for part of your growing up. You know, we've all been at away games where we don't get the decision we want and yet they're the talking points what you talk about for the next fucking 20 years or, yeah. you know, 5, 10, 15 years, whatever it is, they're always the talking points. Now you've got VARs to come because it's just ruining football. You know, fuck me. With the government and the FA and the EFL, there seems to be that we've just got, you know, loads of organisations that seem to be spineless cunts and um, and they're just destroying it. Mm-hmm. Football's dying. Um, and if someone don't fucking find a big enough blaster for it, it's going to fucking die. Yeah, I mean, all the talk on the weekend as well. I mean, I tune into a lot of the stuff from the lower leagues, like League One, League Two, mate. I don't know if you've seen that as well. You know, the clubs are in serious trouble of losing out here and losing a lot of money and going under, let's be honest. And it's obviously touching times at the moment and obviously a lot of things are happening, but we're going to have a scenario where we might have some clubs fall out of the leagues next year. I'm hearing 20 clubs potentially to go into administration by Christmas. 20 fucking clubs between Championship and League Two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That That is fucking truly terrifying. Especially if you... I mean, you know, I don't think it's Millwall, but there's no... You know, if JB gets pissed off or something, or, or you know, he's only going to put so much money in for so long. You know, or, or look at it another way. You're going to keep the club, you're going to keep the players, and you're going to keep the, you know, the main staff. But loads of other people could end up being made redundant. Yeah. Because if you've got no business there, you've got no business there. No. You know, it's it's a worrying time for people in football. Agreed, mate. And that's it. I think I was reading stuff the other day about how Mills, obviously, what they're trying to do is, you know, they're looking at this membership pack sort of thing, mate, which I think, by the sounds of it, will have some sort of perks in there for fans. You know, stuff that they can get get their money's back over it. So I don't know how much it's going to be. I've not seen anything released from the club just yet. But I think it is times where, you know, the club have got to try and capitalise where they can to try and get as much revenue in as possible. Yeah, I mean, there, there's got to be a couple of things. I mean, you know, the Lions card was great for fans. Mm-hmm. Lifetime offer season ticket, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Great for fans. Not good for the club because they're having to give money away for a small investment probably, you know, 20 years ago but it's good for the fans. 
Will they do another scheme like that? Possibly, but do I think it's going to be a lifetime? No, is it fuck? It'll probably be a 10-year package or something like that, and it's probably going to cost you 500 quid. Should they do, you know, to me, the prime fucking thing I would have done where there doesn't seem to be anything at the moment out there at all. And I'm not going to say the exact date because I know it, and if no one else does, then fuck them. Um, but we're 130 years old this year, right? Why the fuck haven't they been planning to do something special for that and then just manipulate onto there and go, actually, we're doing 130-year-old, you know, there's going to be some bits and pieces in there, memorabilia for 130-year-old, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then throw in, actually, you'll get, you know, part of the 130 club or something like that. Do something where you've got, like they did with the 1885 club, what yep. seemed to fucking fall flat on its ass. But you need something like the 1885 club or to mark the 135 year. Um, and do you could have two bits, couldn't you? You could have 130, 130 year with a bit more money where people buy into that. And then maybe an 1885, which is a bit more reasonable for people to, to invest in, you know, where it's not, you know, ridiculous amounts of money. But whichever way you look at it, they're going to need money and they're going to need money fast. It's just how much are they going to take fans for and, and what do you get on the back of it? Yeah, I mean, the eight eighty five thing was actually, you know, something that I remember as well. And, you know, it's a good little perk thing. If you're into your collectibles, they had like a little tin of stuff, I remember. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it probably is going to be something along those lines. Might even tap into your knowledge and your ideas, mate, with the um, club shop. Get stuff back through, given through that way through credit if you own it or if you can get money back that way or you know any, any way possible really i think it sounds like on the marketing side we are there we're, we're growing in that, in that sense i mean i mean one thing i saw is that three hundred fifteen thousand mm-hmm. isn't just the charlton tickets and all that allegedly i saw someone write that that's actually included you know all the season tickets for now um people who want their season tickets refunded and all that so it's all encumbersome so you know, we might have been right. It might have only been 40, 50 grand on the ticket side of it. But when you bring everything else into it. But again, look, I, I, I think the club shop part works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, club shop, you know, programs, whatever. Just a, a, a form of store credit somewhere or another. I think fans would take that. Absolutely. I have to agree with you, mate. I, I mean... Or do a limited edition shirt, mate. Yeah. Do you know I mean, what I mean? Maybe that people, meal podcast you know, shirt we could do. We could do that meal podcast shirt if you want, mate, and we put the money towards the club over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our logo on a Lewisham shirt. There you go. <laughs> Lewisham, you sure? <laughs> well, because uh, that was a, you know, that was a cracking fucking shirt, wasn't it? The blue one with, you know, iconic Terry and all that lot wearing, mate. So yeah, that's it's an iconic shirt from the promotion winning. That's true. Um, era. But yeah, I, I, I've tried to get that shirt out and I've got the manufacturer, originally manufactured it on board. They're ready to go with it. We've got all the colours, we've got the exact sizing, we've got the exact cuts, we've got the exact material. We're all ready to go. Unfortunately, we can't use the club badge on it because of the contract they're in with Macro, mm-hmm. with Macron. So... You know, if we did make something, then potentially it could forfeit their contract um, if they were involved in it and whatnot. But, you know, it's still something we're working on. You know what? Club's in trouble, mate. I'd fucking speak to Macron and say, look, we want to do this as a limited edition. You'd, you know, thousand of those shirts 
at fucking hundred pound or whatever, mate, you'd fucking sell them. Great, mate. I think um, we've run our course so far, mate. I think we've covered everything we need to cover for this. I mean, it's a short little uh, review of the weekend's games. We're looking forward to, obviously, the next weekend, the game before the international break. Hopefully, we can, you know, preview that on Thursday and we'll come back again and give you guys a comprehensive preview of Swansea. Might even tap into, you know, the guy we helped out with Swansea before, mate, when we've done the video. So, maybe we can try and get him oh, on yeah. the show. So, you know, we can, there's a few people we can speak to. But, yeah, I think anything else you want to add to the show, mate? No, I think it's it. You're missing the barber. Where <laughs> are you going back now? Do you know what a barber is, mate? Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, listen, listen. I, I, I miss going to the barbers, right? I was saying this the other day, right? I said to my missus, I said, I miss going. She went, but you don't really have a lot done. I said, no. I said, I like sitting in a chair, having a full shave, having a head shaved with a, a bit raised and all that. I said, and I love the way they do your ears and your nose and all that with the old wax. Because <laughs> there is a programme on where the gays are having it done. Yeah. She went, oh, do you like all that then? I went, yeah, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. I said, because, you know, it just feels, you come out, you're all completely bald, you're flat, you're smooth. It feels nice. So anyway, Friday, up fucking comes a package. She went, oh, that's for you. What do you mean, that's for me? She went, that's for you. Opened it up. It's only one of those fucking barber fucking wax kits. So, uh, yeah, I've done that. She fucking decided to rip it out, mate. Oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah, the nose is fine. I've got I've got zero pain tolerance, you know, high pain tolerance on the nose. I've had it done for you. That's fine. But fuck me, when you have it done on the ears. Oh, <laughs> shit. Fucking hell, do you know what I mean? If no one's had it done and you want it done, mate, we can meet up and we'll do it on live on the side get, so, you can, so you can feel pain. I normally get, get, the, the, get the flame here to the treatment, yeah, for the years. So yeah, I get that and then they do, do the wax. But I'll tell you a story. I was in Turkey a good few years back now. I mean, what, my girl, probably 10 years ago, and I was in a in the barber's chair, and the geezer's sitting there talking to me, doing all the all the moisturising and all that. Anyway, the fella next to me suddenly gets told by this barber, he says, uh, in broken English, uh, whatever you do, don't breathe in. And he fucking run the, run the, the, the flicky flame under his nose fucking to do hell. his nose hair, what was sticking out. And as he's done it, this geezer's fucking breathed in. I've never seen someone scream <laughs> so loud in my life, mate, that this geezer basically snorted a flame. Uh... Snorted the flame up his nose, mate. And I fucking think he singed everything all the way down his throat and fucking <laughs> on, mate. But yeah, yeah, no, proper fucking hilarious that was. Proper yeah. fucking. But no, the wax, mate, good as gold. It, it, it's, it's nice. I wouldn't do anything else apart from my nose and my ears. I'm not interested into the back snack crack and all that bollocks or chest and all that. I'm not that brave. Um, but no, nose and ears, yeah, good. Only about fucking seven, eight quid on Amazon, mate. Saves you, saves you a bullseye in a barber's. Decent. Oh, if you're lucky, you might see uh, my beard go disappear by Thursday, but we'll see. You know, lockdown's tricky. You, you, you're shaving not, your beard? Nah, I don't, I'll probably trim it down for you. How about that? I might, you know, but you know you're a good boys. You know what? You should, you should grow your beard really bushy till the end of the season and then do it for a charity and get everyone to pay you some money for a charity and then shave it off. Yeah, or that. Or I'll wait till Bradshaw scores a goal. How about that? And then we'll see when he, shave, when he scores Here a goal. Here we go. That's it. That's it. It's a charity. So That's look, it. Omar's going to set you up a GoFund page. Right? <laughs> Just give him page. Donate and the more money we get is that if Bradshaw scores, he's going to take it off. If Bradshaw don't score, he's going to keep growing it. So raise <laughs> loads of money. <laughs> and they say we're just a football podcast, mate, talking about Millwall, eh? We've got all things. We're, just doing, for, 
we just do it for thingy, mate. Do you know what I mean? We just we do it for the um, Millwall Trust or someone or yeah. the museum boys. They, <laughs> they need some money at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. I would grow a beard, but unfortunately, I can't grow hair or a fucking beard properly. I can grow a goatee. Right. I can grow that nice and thick, but anywhere near my cheeks, mate. And I'm probably the same as most other people. I can't seem to fucking grow a beard at all, mate. For love nor money, never had, <laughs> never been able to in all my fucking life. I'll help. My, I'll thank my dad for the genetics for that side of things. But yeah, I think um, we'll cover everything today, anyway, mate. I think we'll end it there. And um, if you guys enjoy this talk, I mean, hey, we can give you guys a bonus feature one day along the lines, can't we? I suppose. Bonus feature. Yeah, why not? A little bonus. Uh, how Mickey? Well, how Mickey misses Omar the barbers? Yeah, and how, and how uh, <laughs> you know one of those lines. But yeah, no, I think we are sitting here. There is a video out there of me fucking in the barbers having my hair cut for a, a, a film I I did um, oh, really? with my time in Millwall. Yeah, but it's it's hidden and I and I don't really want to put it out there because I will be ridiculed. But yeah, if we get um if I tw- if we get hundred retweets on the little segment we got right now, <laughs> we'll get our video dig dug up. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, guys, yeah, I think yeah, we're well, right course. We've run our course there anyway, guys. Thank you as always for tuning in. Um, check us out on our socials at that mill pod on Twitter, that mill podcast on Instagram. Drop us an email, that mill podcast at gmail.com. Obviously, check out our YouTube because we upload it there as well. So be sure and to I check that out. I think his name is Linus, isn't it? Or Linus? Yeah. This the Swedish, Linus. Swedish Linus in Sweden. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for the DMs telling us how much you enjoy the show. And hopefully, I haven't fucked your name up today. Um, if I can learn Swedish and learn how to say hello in Swedish, which I practice before the next show, then we'll have an attempt, or I'll just make Omar do it, but we'll have an attempt of, <laughs> of saying hello in um, in Swedish. But, I mean, looking just before we go, looking at where we're going with the podcasters and people who are listening, there's some fucking mad places out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. There's some real, real, real good places out there with, you know, where we've got one listener in... Um, in Yemen, I think there was one this week, and somewhere else where you're getting listeners where you would never think that you're getting a listener, and mm-hmm. you're like, shit, you know, it, it's it's there. Uh, loads in America now, loads in Australia are picking up. Um, the podcast is growing faster than we could ever possibly imagine. So you know, month on month we're we're smashing numbers, and we can't thank you enough for that. So we must be doing something right. But look, we'd love reviews. And we love your comments. Um, or just drop us a DM on Twitter if you want. Mm-hmm. If you want a mention, just drop us a DM and we'll, we'll give you a mention and make you look famous. Um, and make us look professional. There you go. Yeah, I think we're definitely not that. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll be back later <laughs> in the week anyway. We'll have a little preview of the Swansea game. And um, yeah, well, obviously our debate special is coming soon as well. So stay tuned for that. And I think you got a little interview with um, a certain lady from Mill as well, haven't you, later at some point lined up, haven't you? Yes, mate. This week I've got... Um, an interview with the medical queen of Millwall who's no longer unfortunately part of the medical team but yeah we're just going to have a chat about some of the stories and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to tell the Cardiff story um, of the skydiver um, and some other stories so uh, so yeah that would be I think that would probably be out during the international break week um, and I think the um, round table debate show we're doing will be out on uh, on the international week, yeah. Um, just so you've got you've got shows to listen to in the international break. Um, Indeed. So uh, so yeah, unfortunately, we're not going to Dubai in the in the in the international break because obviously this time. there's no travel at the moment. So uh, unfortunately, we're staying in sunny Bermondsey. 
Indeed. But anyway, guys, thanks as always for tuning in. We'll catch you guys later in the week. bundle your renters and auto insurance with progressive you could save money but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent free in your head hey just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game even though he literally never missed an extra point he chose this playoff game to miss yeah just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit wouldn't want you to miss you know thinking about it sorry we can't save you from that memory but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with progressive coverage from progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.